Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1086, air date July 26, 2022. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shivaya Dure. It's 8 p.m. Uh, we'll wait for people to join. Today we're going to be speaking about an interesting topic. It's going to be about watermelon seeds and cardiovascular health, and also much more you're going to learn about watermelon. Um, many of you know over the past probably a month, uh, we've been doing a number of videos about food as medicine focused on cardiovascular health. Um, unfortunately, as we'll discuss, the forces of big pharma and uh, the poor training of medical doctors doesn't really emphasize the power of food as medicine. So our movement for truth, freedom, and health, as it's done in many, many other areas, uh, be it politics, be it health, uh, be it, um, you know, the issues of freedom, we're always there fighting using our capabilities in research and science uh, for the broad public uh, globally. Uh, as many of you know, when it came to the issue with vaccines and immune health. It was our movement which led the educational and research efforts all the way back in 2019, educating people on the fact that we need to go beyond vax and anti-vax. Uh, we called out what was really going on with the pandemic. And then when it came down to free speech, it was our research that really exposed the censorship infrastructure um, that shows that it is government that has an unholy alliance with big tech. And on the election system stuff, we uh, did not take a pro or anti view. We went down to the depths of the issue and we showed that the real issues are that the government violates US 52 USC 20701 by deleting ballot images. And also the signature verification process is flawed. We did the science. And all of this was uh, enabled uh, by you, by us, right? This is your movement for truth, freedom and health. So um, I can't overemphasize that the video that I'm going to do today, be it on watermelon or when we do the video on exposing Ukraine or Russia, this is coming from original research, a lot of hard work, so we can share content with you that you really can't get on anywhere else. And it's really brought to you uh, by you. Okay, so we want to thank, uh, let everyone uh, be aware of that because we don't really uh, emphasize how much research that we do. And those of you who are interested, you can go to vashiva.com to learn more about all the different things that um, we're involved with. But today we're gonna focus on, um, in a review of the cardiovascular system. For some of you who know about it, it's gonna be a review, but you're gonna learn really what the cardiovascular system is. You're gonna get a, a serious science lecture on it, again, that you won't get anywhere else. But more importantly, you're gonna also, uh, we're gonna focus on watermelon seeds and the biological functions and the health benefits. There have been a number of you who've been putting out there, hey, Dr. Shiva, what's the difference between the watermelons with seeds and the watermelons without seeds? And we'll uh, go, go to that. Maria, for example, says, uh, Dr. Shiva, I always buy the seeded watermelons. I always eat the seeds too. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's sort of, I find it really weird eating the watermelon without the seeds. Um, they don't feel right. You know, I um, when I was young growing up in India, I used to eat the seeds in my one of my uncles used to try to uh, scare me. He says, oh, you know, when you eat those watermelon seeds, it's going to grow a big watermelon bush inside of you. Anyway, but I love the taste of the watermelon seeds. What I really enjoy is taking watermelons with the seeds and blending it. You get a sort of a creamy flavor. flavor. It's very uh, tasty. But anyway, uh, I'll come back to that. But today we're going to cover watermelon seeds. You're going to understand what are the uh, molecules in watermelon seeds, how the cardiovascular system works, and how they interact. Uh, but we're also going to uh, share with you that uh, someone said a very Indian joke. Yeah, Jacob George, he's from India. Yep, it's true. Um, uh, but we also want to share with you that, you know, uh, we have various research initiatives, as you know, in our movement, uh, be it the immune health, be it on the elections, be it on free speech, uh, many, many things, Ukraine, Russia. But on the food is medicine series, 
Um, we also want to uh, make everyone aware, as I shared before, how much superficial knowledge that doctors get. Um, basically, they're not free. Most doctors have golden handcuffs. They can't really even, they're dissuaded to teach their patients about a nutrition. It's unfortunate. And then we're going to talk about the health possibilities of, uh, of watermelon seeds, their mechanisms of action, the clinical evidence, and then where you source it from. As a part of the sourcing, let me first of all begin. Um, how do you get seedless watermelons? How does that occur? Well, um, there, I think 75%, it's very hard now to, to get seeded watermelons. When I was in India recently, it's easy to get it there. But the way that they make seedless watermelons is they take the pollen from a male plant, which has 22 chromosomes, okay? And then through a chemical process, the flower of the female plant, they chemically alter it. It's not genetic modification, but it's a chemical intervention that that female plant has 44 chromosomes, 44 chromosomes. And then you have the male, which has 22 chromosomes. And remember, if you go to the basis of the reproduction process during reproduction, half of these chromosomes, right? So 22 become 11 from the male and the 44, um, you get 22, which is half, and they crossbreed to get 33. It's called a triploid, okay? Uh, typically, you'd get 22, right? 22, 22 from the male and the female, half and half, 11, 11, you get 22. So this is a weird type of watermelon that really cannot really fully reproduce, and it has those white, mushy seeds. It does have seeds but they're, they're the white ones. So that's how the process takes place. It's a type of breeding, but it's a chemical alteration. So uh, it is modified. It's not genetically modified, just uh, to be clear on that. Um, I think we should all go back to the nice, uh, uh, you know, wild uh, watermelon seeds, which have the black seeds in them. And you're gonna learn why it has a lot of nutrition today, okay? But that's what we're gonna cover. We're gonna cover uh, the truth uh, the science, uh, cardiovascular system, watermelon seeds, we're going to go back to the attack on freedom that takes place because of big pharma not really wanting to educate uh, people's food as medicine, as well as the golden handcuffs and doctors. Um, and then we're going to go to the health possibilities of watermelon. All right. Um, as I mentioned to everyone, uh, before I start, um, all the research that we do, all the content that we do is made possible by you, by the incredible contributions people give to us in terms of we have people volunteer for, for us, people um, give us money. And and um, we don't, as a policy, I, it's hard for me to, uh, uh, you know, take money from people without giving anything back. So if you go to V, if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, you'll see our website. And if you go to that website, let me just go over to it. On that website, if you go to it, I've set up a, here we go. If you go to that website, you will notice there's a video right there. Let me go over to it. I think I'm on the right one. Oops, I'm not on the right one. So let me stop there and go to the right one. So if you go to the website, um, I think it's this one. Here we go. Yeah. So if you go to the website, you'll see that there's a video, and I'm going to play the video for you. And we ask you to support your movement. Everything we do is your movement and you can contribute. Uh, if you click on the con uh, contribute button here, you can contribute nothing. We don't, we're not expecting anything. You can contribute $1. You can contribute uh, $100. But when you contribute something, I'll come back to this. I actually give you 15 different gifts. If you contribute $25, I give you uh, about seven different gifts and, and we'll walk through that. But the bottom line is that it is your contributions that make all this research possible. And we want to thank you for that. But when you contribute, we actually give you back a lot of gifts and I'll come back to that. But let me begin by uh, playing an important video that I like to play so you understand sort of the core of the movement. And we'll come right back. We allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you. Deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. 
and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders we don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts, I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they wanna take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, vashiva.com. All right, everyone, I uh, hope that video was valuable. And just to let you know, when you go to the website, you can go to vashiva.com slash join or truthfreedomhealth.com. 
Um, it clearly says here, we want you to support. This is your movement because this movement's going to empower you. And um, when you contribute, you can contribute, as I mentioned, whatever you want. You can contribute nothing. But um, our movement offers people uh, many, many gifts. So if you um, contribute, for example, $25, you get all of these gifts. There's about seven different gifts that you get. So please go take a look at them. They're educational gifts to advance your knowledge and your understanding to empower you. Alternatively, if you contribute 100 or more, you get 15 different gifts, books, uh, the entire Warrior Scholar program, and I'll talk more of the, about that. So please, um, this is your movement, support it. And by the way, those of you who don't want to support, uh, give anything, you can um, also become what we call a member. And it's absolutely no cost at all, but we still give you about three different gifts. So take advantage of those things. These are for you um, to advance yourself uh, into the area of uh, truth, freedom, and health and, uh, and get a take a systems approach. And when we do all of these science discussions, we talk about the science, we talk about the attack on science, which is the attack on freedom, and then the health aspects. And um, every Thursdays at 11 a.m., make a note of this, Thursdays at 8 p.m., either one, depending on where you are, absolutely join the community, come to the orientation. It's awesome. We have people from all over the world and you won't feel alone. You'll notice that everyone is out there. Uh, we've created a, a massive movement of people wanting to go beyond left and right, apply system science to want to change the world. Okay. So this is what we're going to cover today. So let's just jump right in. So let's begin with the science uh, of the cardiovascular system. Um, those of you who've seen the previous videos on cardiovascular health, this will be a review, but we want to take a systems approach. So first of all, um, you're going to learn how your heart works, how the cardiovascular system, how your blood um, and your veins and your arteries, how they're all interconnected, right? Um, the heart's beating every instant, yet most people don't even know how the system works within us. So in the next few minutes, um, you're going to learn that. Okay. And again, this is um, our uh, movement educating you on a very, very important system, your cardiovascular system. So let's talk about it, how your heart works, the three subsystems. So let's begin with recognizing the three subsystems are your heart, the physical heart, the blood vessels, and the blood. And the first subsystem is the heart, which is really a very powerful muscle, and it's responsible for pumping blood throughout the entire body. And how does it do that? Well, blood is pumped um, after it's oxygenated blood right here, as you can see, coming from your lungs, it comes into the heart and it pumps it throughout your entire body as denoted here. And it's pumping it through these blood vessels. So this is um, called your uh, uh, arteries and these are called your veins. Arteries are the ones that are bringing in the oxygen and they pump it through your body. That's the pink or the red here. And then the veins, as you find out, are the vessels that pump the deoxygenated blood uh, up to your heart, which then pumps it to your lungs. Now, the left part of your heart is called the atrium, okay? Uh, the upper left part, sorry. That's your left atrium. And the bottom uh, right part right here, you can see it right over here, is called a ventricle, okay? The left ventricle. So the atria are your upper part, and then your ventricles are your bottom part. So the clean blood comes into your left atrium and the left ventricle pumps it out and then the veins bring it back into your right atrium. So you take your right hand. Uh, there are some cases where people have the heart flip, believe it or not. And then, um, very rare, and then the left ventricle pumps it here. Okay, so that's, those are your blood vessels and we're gonna go deeper into this. And then your blood is composed of blood cells. Blood itself is a system. It's composed of the red blood cells, um, which carry the oxygen, right? But it also is composed of white blood cells, which also provide um, the immune support, okay? Which are your immune cells. So blood is not just the red stuff, but it's the red and the white stuff. The white stuff is normally known as plasma and the red stuff is the one that's carrying oxygen and then it becomes blue when it's deoxygenated. So that's at a high level. Let's go into the vasculature, big word, meaning those blood vessels, contains three types of blood vessels. You have arteries, you have veins, and you have capillaries. The capillaries are the very fine, fine vessels where a lot of this uh, very important activity takes place 
um, with nitric oxide release, and we'll get to that. But here is the arteries that are bringing in the fresh oxygenated blood, and then it's sent all throughout your body through arterioles, okay? And th then through the fine capillaries, the gas exchange takes place here, okay? Uh, I'm sorry, the, um, uh, the red blood cells uh, uh, are deliver the oxygen and nutrients, and then you get the waste coming in and the carbon uh, dioxide, which is a gas exchange here, and then the veins through the venules and the veins take it out. So your arteries are the large blood vessels which carry the oxygen, right? Our arteries, oxygen, and the veins are the ones that are taking the deoxygenated blood. And the capillaries are the very, very fine vessels. So how do they differ? As you'll see here, very carefully, the capillaries, let's start there. I, sometimes I start in different places. Um, they are just composed of endothelial cells. That's it. And they are made of the, uh, which is called the tunica intima. So the tunica intima is the inner layer consisting of endothelial lining, which provides a frictionless pathway for the movement of blood. So that's a very, very fine vessels that interconnects the arteries to the veins, okay? Now, if you look at the veins and the arteries, they consist of not only the tunica intima, the endothelial cells, but they also contain the tunica media, which is a middle sheath here, here. The difference between the vein and the artery and the artery, they're much thicker. The tunica media is much thicker. It's the middle layer, which is composed of the elastic and the musculature, um, which regulates the internal diameter of the blood vessel. It's really the muscle piece of it. And then the outer piece is known as the adventia, uh, the, the outer layer, which provides a structural support, okay? So here, the structural support here and structural support of the arteries. Big difference between the arteries or vein is a tunica media is, uh, tunica media is much, much thicker in the arteries, okay? It's pumping all the good oxygenated blood out there. All right, so there's the blood vessels. Now, one of the things we do, again, um, because of the research that we do is we try to do a comprehensive research. We're going to be looking at watermelon seeds and cardiovascular health. And in order to do that, we don't cherry pick the data. We look at what's out there. Well, there's 329 research articles. Not a lot, as we've seen in other areas. Um, there have been about three cl clinical trials done on watermelons, and that's over the last 50 years. And it's interesting because it's been in the last 50 years 50 years ago, um, when we really started seeing the proliferation of these seedless watermelons, okay? So that's the research that Cytosolve technology. So again, we wanna thank Cytosolve. Cytosolve provides us a very powerful technology platform. Your contributions make us, uh, give us the opportunity to allocate resources to use Cytosolve to do this research that we're making possible today. So. Um, what we do is we take the, all that research, right? And we are able to extract out of it those papers that had to do with cardiovascular health, understand the molecular pathways, and then literally connect the dots to put together the research. And that's all made possible through Cytosol. And I'll talk more about Cytosol in a very cool product that we've created recently. But let's talk about the research findings. And we're going to begin by talking about the endothelial function. What you're gonna to learn today, the key thing you may wanna write down, if you wanna really educate others, one of our goals here is learn, teach, and serve. So you're gonna learn, but you can, you wanna teach your family and your friends and your community about something called endothelial function. Endothelial function. The endothelial is the cells which line the arteries, which line your veins, and really make up your capillaries. And those cells, are the medium through where blood is flowing, interacting with the cells. It is these endothelial cells that have to function well for you to have good cardiovascular function. Let me repeat that again. It's endothelial function that determines the level of cardiovascular health, okay? The better endothelial function you have, the better heart health, cardiovascular health you have, okay? So why do we say that, okay? So the reason we say that is because of a very important um, role of a important molecule called nitric oxide, an endothelial function, all right? 
several years ago, there's a big article, one of the big magazines, uh, and it said, you know, nitric oxide is a molecule of the century. And it truly is, and you'll understand why, all right? So let's go through this. So you'll see here, um, it's great. Denise is saying this is so educational. I love it. Very nice having you, Denise. So this research, again, everything we do here is original research. One of the things that we're doing with our movement is we do our own research. We have our own platform for directly reaching you directly. You can go on VA Shiva TV if you don't want to see these videos on Facebook or the other social media companies. So we go direct. We have volunteers who help us do this and it's through your contributions. We don't rely on anyone, okay? We don't rely on Harvard, MIT, you know, those large institutions. We just do our own research, okay? So let's go right here, meaning we work with those institutions, but we stand up on our own two feet. So this is research that we're gonna talk about the role of nitric oxide, okay? So we stand on equal footing. So this research, for example, uh, was done in collaboration with those guys, but we didn't rely on them, okay? This was when I was at, at MIT. And um, what we did was we looked at nitric oxide. What is nitric oxide, okay? So nitric oxide is a potent vasodilator. It is extremely important maintaining blood pressure. Again, people have blood pressure issues typically have endothelial dysfunction issues because of nitric oxide is properly not being produced. And nitric oxide is anti-arthrogenic, okay? You'll see why in terms of plaque. And it's generated when this enzyme, ENOS, endothelial nitric oxide synthase, endothelial nitric oxide synthase is a chemical that your body creates. And this chemical is used to catalyze L-arginine, which is a very important molecule that you find in foods. So this molecule catalyzes this molecule um, to trigger nitric oxide in the presence of shear stretch, which is exercise, okay? So how does this all work? Diagram picture is worth a thousand words. So here's your, let's say your capillary. You start exercising. Blood starts rushing through your arteries and your veins and your capillaries, okay? This flow of blood results in the production of ultimately nitric oxide. How does that occur? When this blood flows, you're gonna see endothelial nitric oxide synthase, four words which are summarized in ENOS, E-N-O-S, is created, okay? So ENOS is activated. When you run an exercise, so when you run an exercise, you start running and you exercise, ENOS is activated. And why is ENOS important, okay? ENOS is important because ENOS then converts arginine in your body, you, you have to have it in your diet, to produce nitric oxide and something called L-citrulline. Okay, so you exercise, ENOS is activated, you're eating good food, you get arginine, and boom, you get nitric oxide. So some people will actually take arginine supplements, okay? Um, and um, that will help, um, you know, the presence of exercise to produce this vasodilation effect. But you notice you need, it's the benefit is to have both, okay? Exercise and proper diet. Now, nitric oxide leads to vasodilation, okay? And that leads to the maintenance of your uh, blood pressure. In fact, nitric oxide was critical in the discovery of this drug called Viagra because a Viagra essentially helps to vasodilation, okay? All right, now, how does this occur? How does blood flow re result in this? Well, if you go to the molecular level, so if you do a zoom in on one little endothelial cell, which is a which is a basis of which is sorry covers all your veins and arteries and capillaries, this is what it looks like. This is one endothelial cell, and on the surface of the endothelial cell is a structure here called the glycocalyx. When blood flows, this Christmas tree type structure starts moving. And voila, enos is created right here. And enos, through a series of complicated chemical reactions, you end up getting nitric oxide right here, okay? Well, how does that happen? Well, that happened because the movement of the glycocalyx results in, in many of these chemical reactions getting released. Again, our research, uh, someone said, uh, does cytosol 
have nanotechnology within it. No, Christina, what Cytosolve is, is it's a computational engine, okay, that we can use to look at the existing research pieces. So we looked through all of that research and we looked at all those research papers and we interconnected it with Cytosolve, okay? So we put all of this together using our computational engine. And then using that engine, we're able to predict how much nitric oxide synthase gets created. There you go. This is a, we, we didn't kill animals to predict this. And then when we tested it compared to the lab result at Harvard Medical School, look at this. Um, it is, you get the exact same results, which means the Cytosoft technology matches the wet lab experiments, but we did it on the computer without having to kill animals. Okay. And same here. And this was published in one of the leading journals in the world, which validated, and I was, um, uh, honored to be one of the senior authors on this. Okay. All right. So what you've just gone through is you've understood the cardiovascular system. And if you took a microscope and you looked at your arteries and your veins, which have the surface of the endothelial cells, you now understand for that endothelial cell, when blood flows over it and you exercise in the presence of arginine, your body will re release nitric oxide. Very, very important to your personal um, um, uh, health. Okay. Um, all right. So now having understood that, what do watermelon seeds do? Now that you understand the cardiovascular system, what do watermelon seeds do? So let's talk about that. All right. So we're going to take this step by step. All right. So the first part we want to look at is what are the nutrients in watermelon seeds? We're going to review the 26 key molecules the 26 key molecules. So why do we want to do this? Watermelon seeds, watermelon is a food. The seeds are a food. Food is medicine. But watermelon seeds is not just one little molecule. If you go buy a drug at the drugstore, like ibuprofen or Advil, it only has one molecule. It's a drug. And it's a molecule that does not occur in nature. But watermelon seeds contain 26 key molecules, 26 molecules. So when you eat a watermelon seed, and there's probably more than 26, but you're, you're, not, you're just getting this synergy of 26 different molecules, okay? This is why food is medicine. And it's really sad that medical doctors don't learn this, okay? They learn just to give one compound. They, learn, they don't learn any nutrition as we'll discuss. But anyway, the nutrients in watermelon seeds are 26 key molecules. What are they? Well, first of all, watermelon seeds. Here's a picture of them. There's a watermelon with this, those black seeds. Again, if you get the real stuff, um, these are uh, watermelon seeds can see macronutrients, okay? Three types of macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, okay? 26 grams per hundred. It's a lot of carb carbs. If you have a hundred grams of watermelon seeds, 26 grams, and you get about five grams uh, of dietary fiber per 100 grams of watermelon seeds. 19 grams protein, look at that. 19 grams of protein, okay? For, it's about, you know, if you have a uh, eight ounce of, uh, 25 to eight ounce, uh, sorry, four to eight ounce of chicken, you get about that much, okay? Fat, 43 grams, a lot of good fats in there, okay? So carbohydrates, protein, fats, those are known as macronutrients. Now, when we talk about the molecules, we're gonna look at the, the minerals, the flavonoids, amino acids, and the fatty acids, okay? So let's go look at that, okay? What are those, um, what are those uh, uh, minerals, okay? There are five key minerals. Calcium, 150 milligrams. Potassium, lots of potassium. Phosphorus, great for the brain. Zinc, very good for all sorts of things, immune function, men's fun health, copper, okay? So watermelon seeds are packed with these five minerals. So these are these five important minerals. Then 10 key bioflavonoids, apigenin, beta-carotene, chrysoreal, ferulic acid, isovitexin, lycopene, quercetin, synaptic acid, vanillin, 
vanilla comes from, and luteolin, okay? 10 key bioflavonoids, okay? So we got 10 plus 5, 15. And then, by the way, technically, you know, I use the word molecules. You know, a individual mineral, you could argue, is not a molecule. It's an actual, you know, one of the periodic charts. A molecule is made up of a set of things from the periodic table. But we're going to give a little bit of a leeway, okay? And just to be clear, so people, it's, so you got 10 plus 5, quote, unquote, molecules there. And then we have seven key free amino acids, right? So what are those? Glutamic acid, 29%. Arginine, arginine, that's what we talked about. Arginine is very, very important for our heart health. 17.9% of total amino acids, quite amazing. Asparagic acid, 9.7% of the total amino acid content. Alanine, 7.6%. And it's got these other very important amino acids. Citrulline, very, very important for heart health. Glutamic acid and tryptophan, okay? So seven key free amino acids. And then we have these, uh, so that's seven, right? Plus 10, 17, so 22. And then we have, to get to 26, we have four key fatty acids. Fatty acids, very, very important, okay? Palmitic acid, steric acid, oleic acid, and linoleic acid. And you can see the distributions of that. I mean, the watermelon seeds are uh, in many ways almost a complete food, okay? All right. So... Now, we want to cover um, the six key molecules. I want to now look at the six key molecules um, for cardiovascular health, okay? So now we're going to look at the nutrients in watermelon seeds for cardiovascular health and the six key molecules. What are those? All right. Just to review, first of all, these are the 26 key molecules, okay? We just reviewed those. Um, but the six key molecules we want to look at that are very, very valuable for cardiovascular health are the apigenin, the beta carotene, the lycopene, the luteolin, the arginine, and the citrulline. Okay. These are the six key molecules that are profoundly valuable that are in watermelon seeds for cardiovascular health. All right. And we'll come to those, uh, when we come back shortly. When we go into it, we're going to look at how those molecules actually affect the pathways we just, uh, uh, our research showed. The next thing I want to cover is the health benefits of watermelon seeds, the six biological effects. Again, the health benefits of watermelon seeds and the six biological effects. What are those? Well, today we're focusing on heart health, but just to remind everyone that watermelon seeds affect many different systems in your body, your heart system, your hair system. Okay, your metabolic system, glucose control. Uh, I'm, uh, you're, you're, I'm sorry, your insulin system, uh, glucose control, which is related to metabolic health, bone health, and skin health. So these six subsystems are affected by watermelon seeds, heart health, hair loss, glucose control, metabolic health, bone health, and skin health. Okay. And the six biological effects are watermelon seeds are antioxidants. They're anti-inflammatory, anti-hypertensive, anti-cancer, anti-diabetic, and anti-arthrosclerotic. These are the six very powerful biological effects um, of watermelon seeds, separate from the cardiovascular effects, which are going to focus on um, the anti-hypertensive, the antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-arthrosclerotic. All right, great. Now... Many of you, I've talked about this, um, nothing should be looked at as pro or anti, okay? And what's important to understand is that it's important to understand that we have to look at the body as a complete system, okay? We have to look at the body as a system. One of the tools that I created after I finished my Fulbright research many years ago was a tool called Your Body, Your System. And by the way, um, we'll come back to this, how you can access it, but you can go to your body, your system directly, and you can purchase it. It's available, but I'll show you for those of you who contribute, we give this as a gift among several other gifts. But if you go to your body, your system, our slogan is be happy, be you. And it really self-help belongs with understanding the unique you and your body is a unique system that needs the right inputs for the right conditions. 
and you can use the tool to understand the unique you for real health. So what do I mean by that? Okay. When you use um, the tool, your body, your system, what you will learn is that the tool is based on this fundamental knowledge of system science, which you learn um, uh, through the course. The interaction of transport, conversion, and storage. Everything in the universe has the forces of transport, conversion, and storage. Your body has it. Food has it. Okay? Um, I don't have time to go into the details of this, but the system maps the level of transport, conversion, storage in you. In the Indian system, this was known as Batha, Pitta, and Kapha. Okay? So, um, our discovery or my research work led me to realize that the modern systems of engineering match with the ancient systems of Indian medicine. And I was able to map that into a triangle that you can look at called transport, conversion, and storage, the center being zero, zero, zero. This would be 100% transport in your body, 100% conversion, 100% storage. The realities were made up of combinations. So using this tool, you can answer a set of 30 questions and it'll figure out how much transport, conversion, and storage are in you. And it'll map it out. The red dot may be here, here, here. In this case, it's here. Okay? And then you can answer a different set of questions and you can figure out where your body system is right now, denoted by the black dot. In order for your body to function, or this person's body, the goal is to bring the black dot to the red dot. Well, how do you do that? Well, you use food or exercises. In fact, the tool will actually calculate for you what is the right foods, what is the right exercises, what is the right yoga postures that will help you bring your body back to its balance. Everyone's red dot will be in different location, okay? So what we did with watermelon seeds is we can food affects each one of these areas. Watermelon seeds actually increases transport. In the Indian system, we say it increases vatha. It doesn't do anything to your digestion. It keeps it stable and it doesn't really put on weight, okay? Storage, which is a structural aspect of you. Conversion is a digestive aspect, but transport is a movement. So it'll support bowel movement, okay? Reduce constipation, movement, give you energy, all right? So that's what watermelon seeds do. Now, what's really cool with the tool, your body, your system is um, you can answer a set of questions in this case, a friend of mine answered it and his red dot is here. And then you can literally use a tool to say, hey, what happens if I eat watermelon seeds? And you notice watermelon seeds are going in this direction because they're increasing transport. It's very cool, okay? It lets you figure out how food affects you. And by the way, if you contribute to the movement, which makes all of this research possible, and you, you contribute 25 to $99, you get this tool and books, five other gifts for absolutely free. Those of you contribute 100 or more, not only do you get this, but you get, you know, 14 other gifts. So just a point that we want to support you in your education. You contribute to the movement. We give you lots and lots of good gifts. So take advantage of that. Okay. Now, nothing, as I mentioned, is good or bad. So we also have to talk about the balance issue here. All right. So there are problems with watermelon seeds. Okay. And there are three issues to consider. Okay. And this is when you you know, excessively consume them, okay? Or for some people may have kidney stones, okay? Watermelon seeds, excessive consumption can release oxalates, which can lead to kidney stones. Again, excess, okay? Not here to scare people. Again, too much can lead to digestive bloating. If you already have an issue with bloating, be aware of this. And phytic acid, poor mineral absorption. Again, one of the videos that I did earlier on, you can take the watermelon seeds and you can overnight soak them and sprout them a little bit and that will get rid of the phytic acid, okay? Someone just said, um, watermelon seeds nowadays are only white, not black. Yeah, so those are not the seeds. Those are from the quote unquote seedless watermelons. If you get real watermelons and there are places online you can find where you can get them, those will have the black seeds. Those are the hybrid variety, which were hybridized where they took the male watermelon uh, pollen, which had 22 um, chromosomes, and they bred it with the flower of the female plant, which has 44 chromosomes. And when the reproduction takes place, you get half of the male chromosomes, 11, which then, you know, uh, integrate 
with half of the female, um, uh, 44 divided by two is 22 and you get a triploid it's called. So, and the female 44 was created with a chemical process. It's not genetically engineered, but nonetheless, it's man-made, it's intervened, all right? But again, just to summarize, again here, we wanna be clear that the problems with watermelon seeds, the three issues to consider are the kidney stones, which can result from the oxalates in watermelon seeds, digestive bloating if you have an issue with them, and phytic acid if you have poor mineral absorption, all right? All right, let me just take a quick break. I wanna grab some water. Um, but I want to let you know that all of this research, we want to thank Cytosolve and the platform because it allows us to do this research and also your support and contributions. But Cytosolve is revolutionizing the world of medicine because we're able to really teach the world how food is medicine. And that's how we're going to change the world, valuing food, valuing the food system. And several years ago, starting two years ago for probably close to 20 years now, we've been helping companies use our Cytosoft technology to figure out how combinations of natural compounds help. Several years ago, there's a bottle you can see over here. Sorry, it's on this side. Um, we said, why don't we use Cytosoft to look at all the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation and try to understand how combinations of different compounds in nature will upregulate and support pain and inflammation. That resulted in a very powerful discovery and a new product called Cytosol. And I'll play you a video and I'll be right back after grabbing some water. Here you go. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet, and they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids, and I started taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand, very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days, the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it. And even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 is Cytosolve optimized which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. All right, everyone. So um, go check out MV25. Um, but uh, you can find it right in, uh, if you go to VA Shiva, you'll learn a lot about it. Um, it's clean food certified. It's made in the US. But if you go to our shop, you'll find it right there, among a bunch of other stuff. And um, 
There it is. Okay. So let's go to um, the attack on freedom. This is something we want to talk about. Look, uh, our movement is focused on fighting for very, very important things. The reason we're presenting this research is we have to focus on food as medicine. We have to uh, ensure that all of us recognize the power of food. What's really, really ironic is that we understand food as medicine, but doctors who are supposed to be medical doctors have no idea food is medicine, okay? And that's because of the singular big pharma solutions model, right? In fact, if you look at the cardiovascular system, they, the medical industry and the big pharma industry, they don't have a holistic understanding of the cardiovascular. Everything they focus on is cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. And their emphasis is on treatment, not prevention. And everything they do about the cardiovascular system, you'll never see a hour long video on from any of the big pharma companies or your doctor on watermelon seeds, right? Theirs is, oh, take a statin, get a blood thinner, do blood pressure medication, okay? Now, you have to t speak to your doctor about this. I'm not a medical doctor, but the point here is this is where all the focus is, okay? And there's no consistent guideline on diet and exercise. And there's no discussion on alternatives. And here's Robert Jarwick. If you see the ads, you know, it's a guy, um, you know, he's a heart doctor and he's saying heart disease is number one health problem. Stroke is number three, but he's pushing Lipitor. Here's Eliquis, right? Here's Entresto. And, you know, Bayer probably comes the closest to some natural thing because it's a bark of a tree, right? Aspirin. But you'll, re you'll realize the reason that this is all being pushed is because if you take these big drugs, Look at how they're growing from a $40 billion industry all the way heading to an 80 to $100 billion industry over time, right? $70 billion industry right here, okay? And a very nice growth curve. Um, but that's that model. And what's really fascinating is if you read the literature, study finds most cardiologists lack heart-healthy diet and up-to-date nutrition education. Here's another one, deficiency of nutrition education practice in cardiology. Study finds most cardiologists lack heart-healthy diet and nutrition education. Cardiologists neglect to refer patients to dietitians. So this is the real cause that we're fighting here is we actually have to go educate our doctor friends. So you may want to share this with your doctor friends. You may want to educate your doctor friends on what is endothelial function that we talked about. And now you can, you can with this background, we're going to talk about how the molecules in watermelon seeds actually go support those particular biomolecular pathways that enable endothelial function to work well. So let's just jump into that, okay? But again, um, please go help your doctors. They need your help, okay? Educate them. The other thing is, um, when it comes to re re nutrition, there's a reductionist narrative. This is why I recommend a lot of people, um, you know, when you contribute to our movement, whatever you want to give, um, we want to educate you on a systems approach. Become a member. There's absolutely no cost, but you'll start learning the systems approach. Contribute whatever you want. You start learning to use your body, your system. But the opposite of a systems approach is reductionist. And it's in the scientific and medical establishment, okay? And physicians are trained to prescribe medicine, but not provide nutritional guidance. Nutritional experts, all these guys you see on YouTube giving nutritional advice, the problem with them is, they give constantly conflicting advice. You'll see a nutrition quote unquote expert say that fat is good or fat is bad, okay? Um, they give conflicting advice. And in fact, um, this is a meme that's out there. It says, I spent years studying nutrition in medical school. Said no medical doctor ever. You've never heard a medical doctor ever say that, right? I spent years studying nutrition in medical school. Think about that. Doctors get maybe a few hours of education on nutrition, okay? Uh, don't ask me for nutrition advice. That's a doctor. Less than 70% of doctors receive nutrition classes in medical school. And those that do experience a measly 24 hours. That's it, okay? And then if you look at these people who really don't have the knowledge, they'll one day say, eat kale, don't eat kale, Okay. Um, and then this is why there's so much confusion because people don't take the molecular systems approach as we do. In fact, nutrition has gotten so confusing. Half of those polled believe it is easier to do their taxes than to figure out how to eat healthfully. For example, 52% polled said it was harder to do their taxes 
then to figure out what to eat, okay? All right, so now let's go into how watermelon seeds affect the cardiovascular system. How do they actually do this? So now we're gonna look at the three molecular systems. You're gonna learn the three molecular systems. So we, you leave understanding how watermelon seeds actually affect the cardiovascular system. So imagine taking a big microscope and we're gonna zoom in on the endothelial cells and we're gonna really understand when you eat watermelon seeds, how among those 26 molecules, I think we looked at the six critical ones, how they actually interact to support your cardiovascular health. Again, you can use this knowledge to educate your doctors, okay? So we're gonna look at the three molecular systems. We're gonna look at the antihypertensive effect, which is lower hypertension, the anti-diabetic effect, which is obviously related to heart health, and the anti-arthrosclerotic effect, which is related to plaques forming, okay? So again, these are this, uh, sorry, it's a six molecules here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Let me correct that right now. I don't like these errors here. So there's six molecules here. Let's save that, go back here. Sorry about that. So there's six molecules, okay? Apigenin, beta carotene, lycopene, luteolin, arginine, and citrulline, okay? So first we're gonna look at the antihypertensive effect. The molecule citrulline and arginine, again, which are in watermelon seeds, look what they do. These two very cool molecules, citrulline and arginine from watermelon seeds promote nitric oxide production in the presence of ENOS, like when you exercise. And so you exercise and watermelon go really well together, seriously. Um, and what happens in the presence is nitric oxide activates this enzyme soluble guanylyl cyclase, SGC. So in the presence of citrulline and arginine, EDOS is, activates nitric oxide, which converts using SGC, GTP into CGMP um, in the smooth muscle cell surrounding the blood vessels. And that leads to their relaxation, vasorelaxation, which promotes the antihypertensive effect in blood cells. So the citrulline and the arginine from the watermelon seeds, okay, they promote the production of nitric oxide in the presence of ENOS, okay? Which is awesome because you get SGC, which helps convert GTP to CGMP, which allows your muscles to relax. Antihypertension, citrulline and arginine from watermelon seeds. Next is the anti-diabetic effect, number two. The ferulic, sorry, ferulic acid in the quercetin, again, from watermelon seeds. Why is this important? Because when you have endothelial dysfunction, which means those cells aren't working well, you get diabetes, okay? So endothelial dysfunction leads to diabetes. And how does endothelial dysfunction happen? When you have superoxide in your body and hydrogen peroxide. Well, what are superoxide and hydrogen peroxide? These are what are called reactive oxygen species. These are oxidizing agents. And catalase and superoxide desmutase blocks this as well as ferulic acid. So what happens is when you eat a watermelon seed, you're getting quercetin and ferulic acid. Ferulic acid directly goes block superoxide and catalase directly blocks hydrogen peroxide. But more importantly, the quercetin produces NRF2. And NRF2 promotes these two antioxidant enzymes, superoxide dismutase and catalase, which blocks the hydrogen peroxide and superoxide, okay? Therefore, it neutralizes the oxidative stress, which promotes, anti -di which promotes di uh, diabetes. So again, quercetin and ferulic acid, powerful effect in anti-diabetic effect, okay? There you go. Next, plaque, okay? So we've covered two of the three important effects from watermelon seeds at the molecular systems level. The third is plaque formation, right? And that's the anti-arthrosclerotic effect, right? Arthrosclerosis is the plaque. This is anti-arthrosclerotic. So what happens here? Well, how does plaque form? Plaque formation leads to arteriosclerosis, if you look down here. Well, how does that happen? Well, when you have this molecule OXLDL, okay, this 
adheres. Remember, we talked talked about this sticks to your endothelial cell surface, and that's what initiates a plaque formation. So the OX, so here is your endothelial cell. This OX cell sticks to it like glue, and that starts the plaque formation, okay? All right. So how does that occur? Well, that occurs when LDL, which is what they call the low-density lipoprotein, known as a bad cholesterol, when this gets oxidized to OXLDL, you don't want this occurring. And this occurs when you have superoxide. So there's superoxide in your bloodstream, and this occurs when you have endothelial dysfunction. So if you have endo your endothelial cells aren't working well, you produce superoxide, and this will lead to the LDL forming OXLDL, and that's how you get plaque. Well, guess what happens? The lycopene, the beta carotene, and the quercetin from the watermelon seeds, those three molecules, they boom, they block superoxide. So these three molecules, beta carotene, lycopene, and quercetin block superoxide, and that blocks this chemical reaction. So LDL doesn't convert to XLDL, and you don't get the plaque formation. There you go, okay? So you've basically learned some three very powerful chemistries here. The anti-arteriosclerotic effect, you've learned the anti-diabetic effect, and you've learned the anti-hypertensive effect, okay? There you go, so you've learned three very powerful effects, okay? Now wrapping up, what does <coughs> the current science say about how much you should take? How much should you take? How much watermelon seeds? What does the current science say? Remember, the there's unlike the other projects we looked at, research projects that we've done for you, there's thousands of paper uh, in watermelon. There's been about 390 papers. But out of those papers, what we're able to find is that the current science says that if you want to alleviate hypertension, you can take about six grams of watermelon seed extract daily, six grams, okay? So you can find these extracts. You can look online, look in your health food store, but if you take six grams, this is a very powerful effect on heart health and hypertension. Again, if you want to know what the current science says of how much watermelon seeds, it's about six grams of watermelon seed extracts. And that's from Masa et al. 2016. All right. Where should you get your watermelon seeds? Again, we started, We, you know, my uh, view, opinion on this is organic versus conventional. The organically grown watermelon seeds are preferred. The conventional grown watermelon seeds may contain over 28 different pesticides that are linked to lung, liver, kidney, and thyroid toxicity and carcinogens. And organic far farming produces healthier produce free of pesticides. Remember, when you see the watermelon without the the real black seeds that's an indication it's likely not organic you could have the other ones by the way be organic but remember they're a hybrid the ideal is the organic seeded watermelon seeds okay that would be my recommendation and then in closing what we want to recognize is by the way many of you know it is through your research and your support our movement worldwide created the certified clean and certified raw labels where we integrated safety, minimally processed and bioavailability of nutrients, the first of its kind. You will see if you go onto many of the health food stores, this clean and raw food seal that was brought to you by our movement, okay? And this means it's the highest level of certification that you can find from food farm to table. Finally, let's summarize. All right, so in summary, Watermelon seeds have several benefits, including cardiovascular health, skin health, bone health, hair health, etc. Arginine and the citrulline from the watermelon seeds promote the nitric oxide production, which leads to vasorelaxation and lowers hypertension. Watermelon seeds promote the upregulation of the antioxidant enzymes and neutralize the reactive oxygen species that mitigate diabetes via the downregulation of endothelial dysfunction. Then we also showed that watermelon seeds compounds prevent arterial sclerosis by downregulating oxidative stress that causes plaque formation and hardening of arteries. So watermelon seeds, we also discussed, may not be for everyone, okay? Remember, we're not pro or anti here. We're here to present 
a systems approach. So again, I want to recommend as we close that I really want to emphasize that um, this is your movement, support your movement. This research was made possible by your generous donations, whether you gave $1 or whether you became a member, whether you let friends know about it, but go to truthfreedomhealth.com. You can see the video and you can understand, uh, you can join the movement. You can, um, you know, donate $1, no dollars. But when you donate a hundred bucks, you get all these gifts. As I mentioned, we never like taking anything for nothing. We give you all this information for nothing. Um, so it's our gift to you. But if you donate a hundred dollars or more, you get all these 15 different gifts and you get to be a warrior scholar. Um, some people, you know, take advantage of that. You don't have to, but um, you can just give the money and, support the movement. But when you do give, give it to us, we give you all these gifts. You get access to the incredible Foundations of Systems course. And, it, and if you give us 25 bucks to $99, you get six other gifts. Again, we don't want to take anything for nothing, but all of your uh, research, all of your support supports this research. And by the way, if people do not have money, you're having a hard time, no worries. You can just sign up as a member at truthfreedomhealth.com for nothing. And beyond all the content we uh, are very honored to give you these three different gifts. Again, our goal is to teach you the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. And I welcome all of you every Thursdays, 11 a.m. Uh, and 8 p.m. to our orientation. And I hope you join us there. And um, again, this was a lecture, our research, presenting watermelon seeds and cardiovascular health and much more. So again, this research was made possible through your generous contributions. We will be doing more research. We're going to be starting a whole series, and we're going to try to pace it. We're going to do a series on brain and gut health. We're going to uh, show with you all the different nutrients that support that. We're going to do a whole series on um, on uh, immune health, right? Different ingredients, how they affect in immune health, respiratory health. But the important thing is we do our own research, direct research, because we have the cytosol capability and we have your generous support. These two things, and we have our own audience. So we go direct to you, but again, learn the science of systems, contribute to your movement, and let's move forward. Anyway, I hope this is valuable. I hope uh, there's some good takeaways here for you and for you and your uh, loved ones and your family. But remember, food is medicine. We have to go educate our loving doctors that food is medicine. They need your help. Go educate them. Okay. Thank you. Be well, everyone. Have a good night.